That was one really deep pull. Yes, it was. Well. <laughs> welcome back to <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to another round of controllers and couches. Controllers and couches. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's Hello. us. I'm Full Metal Chicken. And I am Steph Fafar. And uh, this time around, we're going to be talking about more shenanigans. Shenanigans and stuffs. So uh, uh, purposefully curated by me, myself, and I. Yeah. Because so has been at work the last five days. Yeah, doing nothing. Hasn't had a chance. Working. So, hello. Yes. So we are currently in the middle of a heat wave, um, and trust me, it doesn't actually wave at us. It more just kind of singes your arms off until they turn into. You know, charcoal crumbs. Do you know on um, Saturday, I decided to wash the sheet, like sheets and towels and stuff, and literally they dried in the basket before. And you know, how it only takes me like a minute to hang out that load of washing, and they dried in the basket before I could actually peg them on the line. I reckon if we made like sheet molds, we could actually make different characters, different shapes, and then just put the <laughs> the wet sheets in them and, and not crisp them. that way yeah so you could have llama sheets so. <laughs> not very functional but either way um i got a heat rash and yeah. a bit of heat stroke for like 24 hours yeah just because it was that hot and i didn't go outside the house i literally just had water and I, like i was staying hydrated and stuff and then i was like hey look at this what's this yeah and, and that's pretty much it you see the people at the aussie open and it's getting to what sixty nine degrees on Centre Court. Yeah. And then it's not like are... but let's keep in mind that they're it's not like they're not paid. True. So But apparently the humidity was so bad that they just couldn't breathe. You know what? If I had a chance to play for what is it, we're at the quarterfinals now. So what's so. that hundred no, that's like two hundred and something thousand. Oh, it's something crazy. I I don't know what I'm Um head, I would but... play on a high humidity court for a few hours too. Oh, so yeah. They got nothing to bitch about. Tax-free, too, because it's prize money. But anyway, on to other general um, life update shenanigans. We had a unpaying um, extra, I won't, I won't say person, but thing that wanted to um, live with us yeah. this weekend. Massive uh, huntsman decided to pop up on the window in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Out, outside the window, I outside should the say. Window. It's, like, it's the heat wave, so he's probably just trying to get high to cool down and something like that. But essentially, taking body and leg length, it was it looked like a the size of a tennis ball up against the window. I was going to say a bread plate, but okay. Yeah, maybe. You do what you want it. You yeah. will call it how you want to call it, but I recorded the whole thing from me dry heaving before actually. I I didn't want to send Michael outside to do it. He did it on his own volition, and he obviously took my mop that I used to mop the floors in my sacred clean, um, you know, sanitary space. Yes. And started whacking it, but it's gone. With for a all we know. with a squidgy mop. So it yeah. essentially the sound it made as. It kind of got impacted against the the perspex, kind of made a really good sort of crunchy chip sound. It was sort of like <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hear it over the sound of me going. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> yeah, but that was uh, yeah the last thing that went through its mind, literally. Ugh, and, and then it tried to scuttle away, but it didn't. So yeah, it. I was going to say it was a great time, but it wasn't for me. But anyway, before we get into it, just like I promised you, good sir, I found a Rick and Morty, which character are you, quiz. And it's straight out of, it's not straight out of BuzzFeed. It was posted on April 19th last year. But I thought we could set through this quiz because you were asking about it. Yeah. And I thought, hey, I'm going to find one. So I figured I'd find it for the podcast. We will link it in the episode notes for you guys so you can take it with us. But question number one. Can you get it? Because it's in yeah. this. You got so, it? Okay. Um, You're on the page? Yeah. So the which Rick and Morty character are you, bro? You, bro. And uh, question we one. can't all be Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> which device would you most want to have? So you have a choice of a teleporter so I could go anywhere. A time machine so I could visit the past or future. A cloning machine so I could put myself to work. A virtual reality chamber so I could experience any scenario. A DVR that has every show and movie ever made on it. And a box that could provide infinite clean energy to the entire world. So... I sort of think... 
Hmm. I'm going for, I want to say the DVR that has every show movie ever made on it. See, I think potentially, I reckon the virtual reality chamber. I'm going to go for Yeah, but see, I, I want to go for a selection that means I don't have to do anything. So oh, okay. A guy pulls a knife on you in a dark alley. How do you respond? Kick him in the nuts. Run away. Disintegrate him with my ray gun. Just ignore him and keep walking. Talk him out of it. Stab myself first. <laughs> Beat him to the punch. Ha! Huh. I want to go with disintegrate yeah. him with my ray gun. I'm going to go for that one too. Uh, what's the best McNugget sauce? So we have the 1998 Mulan Sichuan dipping sauce. The uh, 1998 <laughs> Mulan Sichuan dipping sauce. Uh, we also have the 1998 Mulan Sichuan dipping sauce. Followed closely by the 1998 Mulan Sachuan dipping sauce. Then, funnily enough, we have the 1998 Mulan Sachuan dipping sauce. And then we have sweet and sour. So, I think I'm probably going to go... What is Sichuan dipping sauce? I don't know. It's like a... Let's Google this. But for all intents and purposes, I think I'm going to go for the 1998 Mulan Sachuan dipping sauce. Which one? The first, second, third, fourth or fifth? Well, I think the first one would be trial and error by then you'd already know the flavor so i'm going to go for the second one apparently it's supposed to be pepper so i don't do good with pepper i like sweet and sour so that's what i'm going for yep. what are you going for which one i'm going to go one, for two, the three. second one the second one okay yeah. and then there's choose a character from total recall that you don't trust hmm. the fox looking one the one that looks like a s- a, what do they call that? A seal? This weird... Mr. Carp. Yeah. Um, the unicorn sheep thing, that's the one I'm selecting. The guy that looks like some weird hairless... Bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah. And the fridge bitch. I ain't going for the fridge bitch. I'm going for the lamb thing. Yeah, I think I'm going to... That one scared me the most. Yeah, let's, let's go for the little unicorn. Yep, it's dead. Which planet would you rather live on? A planet where the sun screamed really loud all day. A planet where the air smelled like farts. I live in that environment already. So, a planet where the internet was illegal. A planet where every single food tasted like raw cabbage, even ice cream. A planet where your clothes disintegrated every time you stepped outside, so you had to walk around naked. Or a planet where you are completely and totally alone. Mm, I mean, we all love cabbages. Um... I'm going to go for the disintegrated clothes outside because I can't deal with loud noises I don't like bad smells I need the internet and I appreciate my food and ice cream and I can't be alone I need some, even though I'm like severely introverted, I need some sort of form of social interaction and if I just stay inside the house all day see, if we lived in a house where the car parked in the garage Right, and we got in the car and we parked in an underground car park. My clothes wouldn't disintegrate. No. So that's the one I'm going for. Um, I'm very tempted to go for the planet with the scrum, the, the sun screams really loudly so I can just scream back at it. <laughs> uh, or otherwise I can go for the planet where every single food tastes like cabbage. I'm going to go for the cabbage one. Oh, yuck. That'll get bland after oh, a while. Yeah. All right, your turn to read. Uh, pick another animated show. So essentially there's... There's a few here, so we get to choose from Steven Universe, Metalocalypse, the the Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, Adventure Time, or Star Wars Rebels. Mm, uh, I'm going Adventure Time. I was going to go Adventure Time too, only because out of all those options, that's the one I've seen the most. I got Rick. I got Tiny Rick. All right, you read out the description for Tiny Rick. So you got Tiny Rick. You're the personification of YOLO, even though you're too cool to ever say YOLO. Oh, well, here it says, too cool to every say YOLO. So, yeah, you're the life of any party and you have a positive outlook on life, unless you're thinking about the unstoppable march of time toward old age and eventually death. You're a tiny Rick! I got Rick, and it's a picture of him rolling his eyes. Oh, a gif, I should say. You've had about enough of the world and it's shit, so you're mostly just trying to find ways to keep yourself entertained. It doesn't help that you're literally always the smartest person in the room. You might not always be the most pleasant person to be around, but when shit gets real, you're the person everyone wants by their side. Could that be any more true? I know, right? Oh, I'm actually going to post that to my Facebook. 
and be like, nothing I didn't know already. <laughs> okay. So, getting into... Oh, wait. You had a challenge. And I failed That it. we requested from you last week. Yeah, How I did that it. go? Well, I was supposed to read Artemis by the end of this week. Well, last, or last week. week. It just happened. And, unfortunately, I couldn't finish it. I didn't even read a page. So much as a paragraph... So much as a sentence, so much as a word or a letter. I looked at the book, I moved it it from A to B and B to A, but pretty much I did not read any of it. So, yeah, I failed miserably. Well, I can say that since our last sitting and recording session, I finished the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Maas, and I am almost finished. I've got like 100, maybe 200 pages left of the middle book of her... um, a Court of Thorns and Roses series. So hopefully finishing that tonight. But apart from that, that's all it on the book front for me. I haven't played any video games, save for that two-minute interval where you tried to get me to play Call of Duty while you conveniently, in quotation marks, had to go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In hopes and desperation that it would jumpstart my kick to want to play Call of Duty again. And it backfired. It didn't work. Yeah. But we've got to say, though, the rampage that happened last night, that was kind of intense. Because essentially, what was it? We started off with a shotgun, incendiary rounds, and the kill count was relatively low and people were running around making stupid noises and stuff saying, oh, you know, yeah, we're going to win, blah, blah, blah. So essentially followed through, went out and got out the maxed out STG-44 and pretty much just wiped everyone out with a, an assault rifle. So, yeah, that was fun. You were living large. It was living large. So, basically, what it was on the Flak Tower map um, on Team Deathmatch and pretty much just unleashed hell for once. So, what do you mean for once? You've been, like, the on the... What do they call it? The stage? The winner stage? Yeah. You're on the winner stage 95% of the games or matches that I watch you play. So, mm-hmm. so you're not doing too bad. I think it was 27 kills to 7 deaths. Yeah. So, not too bad, but my KD is still terrible. It's like 0.77, so... Oh, well. You do play objective matches, so you're not so much your TDM. Yeah. That's all right. So. Anyway, heading into the nitty-gritty today... The first topic I want to mention, um, not that it's any not any news, it happened a couple of days after our last podcast, but the new YouTube partnership program, not that you and I were making any money anyway, not that we do it for money, but um, anyone that doesn't have minimum 1,000 subscribers or 4,000 4, hours worth of watch time within a 12-month period, you can say goodbye to your monetization and your analytical features as of... I think the 20th of February, so literally just under a month. Um, it's been fun. It's yeah. been real. But it's all gone. What do you do? But yeah, it's been everywhere. Not like we can bring anything new to the table. But on from there, now you won't, you will not have heard about this because you're not into streaming. The only thing that you really stream is the Netflix and that's our subscription. But I have Apple Music. And the rival of Apple Music is Spotify, which you've probably heard of yourself, good sir. And so every year, you know how Triple J has their hottest 100 hits and they normally broadcast it on Australia Day? Well, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of flack for that because as people are becoming a more progressive society, as much as it's great to establish the fact that you want to be patriotic for one day a year, that's not necessarily the best day to do it, considering it's Invasion Day for Australia and it marked the time when native people who actually own this land started getting wiped out. So after copying a lot of flack, Triple J decided that they're not going to host their top 100 on Australia Day anymore, but in spirit of that, they're going to have it a couple of days after or something like that. This didn't sit well with the Australian Conservative Party leader. I think his name's Corey Bernardi or something like that. So he wasn't happy with it at all. So he decided that he wanted to make a Spotify playlist featuring only of um, like like his top 100 playlist. And he was going to share that with everyone. And he made a cover photo for the playlist and everything. But it only featured... Australian music artists which is not the spirit of Australia Day but what are you supposed to do 
And then he cross-promoted it everywhere. The image, the icon that like we have for our podcast art and everything, he was plastering it everywhere. And then Darren Hayes, who is the front man for Savage Garden, who I remember in 93 they were massive, and 94, 95, 96, 97 is when I became aware of their music, and To the Moon of Back, the intro to that song used to make me think that the aliens were coming for me. But anyway, it's one of my favourite bands of all time. And this genius, he decides that he's going to call out this guy, Corey, and he tweets to him and says, you know, I'm not... Take me off your list. I don't want to be part of your playlist. And then he tweeted Kylie Minogue and a ton of other Australian music artists that featured on this playlist. And he's like, guys, how do you feel about this, you know? And everyone's just pretty much followed suit. This guy starts having a panic attack. So he goes on Twitter and he basically says to Darren that get over yourself. I am causing plays on your song because you're not famous enough. Because, you know, I have so many followers that they're going to listen to this playlist and generate royalty money for you. And, you know, he's gone, what are you complaining about? So he calls up Sky News on Wednesday morning and he has a 10-minute conversation with Sky News. And Sky News is on pay TV and that's on what we call Foxtel here in Australia. And they had a 10-minute video conference interview where he's just slamming these artists and... You know, talking about you need to put politics aside. This is about Australia Day. I'm trying to be festive. You can't tell me what to do with, you know, you've signed over your rights and your royalties for Spotify and people who pay for Spotify and subscribe to Spotify to play your music. You can't talk about anything. And then Darren Hayes has said, well, if you continue this and you use my music for your political, you know, drama... I'm going to get my label representative and publicator, Sony, to pursue legal action. Yeah. And then he takes it one step further and forges an email notice from Spotify saying that Spotify, not not Darren, Corey, the Labour, not the Labour, the leader of the Australian Conservatives, forges an email from Spotify saying that Spotify, in quotation marks, is giving him notice that his playlist is going to be taken down. So he shoots this over to Sky News and they're talking about how this is so un-Australian and all he's trying to do is make sure that people can enjoy Australian things on Australia's national holiday and everyone else needs to put, you know, all their other crap aside. And so from here, you know, he's had this 10-minute conversation and Darren Hayes is watching all of this and I just wanted to see what Darren Hayes... Because obviously Darren Hayes is... um, comments and responses were coming through Twitter. Two minutes after, I actually sent you the link so you can look at it. Two minutes after this interview finished, he tweets this gif of, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but if you have or have not seen um, the last Star Wars The Last Jedi, there's this part where Luke Skywalker brushes, like, get that dirt off my shoulder. Every time I saw that, and I think of that um, Blink, no, not Blink, Linkin Park featuring... Um, what's Beyonce's husband's name? Jay-Z. It's like, get that dirt off my shoulder. Yep. And he's just like, eh, you know, it's you gone. can't touch me. And at this point, I'm I'm pissed off that he only has 30 retweets and 307 likes. But I'm one of those people. It's amazing. I lived for that on the internet. I've tried not to show you this whole time because I wanted to bring it up in this podcast. It's the most badass thing I've ever seen. And then he pretty much... Darren went into a better like conversation about why he was taking such action and he posted it on some blog somewhere and was just saying like look I appreciate that you want to share my music listen to my music but if you're going to tie that to any political propaganda count me out of it that's not what my music is about and can we not talk about Savage Garden's song Affirmation where you know we're trying not to get people to force us into shit. It's all about what you believe and what you want to do with your life. So what do you think about all of this drama? Well, if I was, say, in Corey's position and I was to actually do a playlist, the, I think considering the magnitude of something as simple as a playlist, considering, okay, this is what he wants to represent. It's his own... Ideals. Ideals. So what he should have done was he should have contacted all parties 
prior to actually doing that because if it was just an informal thing saying you, hey, you're having a barbecue yeah. in hey the guys backyard. this is my yeah. playlist that i'm going to be listening to on australia day yeah. if you want to join me here you go here's yeah. my link he could have com- just made it completely just laid back but instead he's kind of forced it upon himself so. in the sense that now he's created drama so yeah i i think he could have handled it a bit better that's the most i've been into australian politics since our last election like a year and a half ago so it's um it's just yeah it's going to be silly i think this australia day is going to get a bit hectic i mean just across the board because people are too afraid to offend so essentially i mean does that mean like on that playlist as much as it's australia day will they be playing much indigenous australia music no no it's all charted hits yeah I mean, if they went full on and went, okay, it's a, although it's Australia Day, it's multicultural. Yeah. It's saying that, okay, well, it's Australia Day, but this is what I think people should listen to. If you want to go, okay, well, here's, say, 50 countries, we're going to take... A poll and see what people want to listen to. Yeah, want to listen to from each block of music. So... I see what he's done in that he wanted to be a bit more... You know, you're the leader of the Conservative Party. No one's going to pay much attention to you. And heading up into the Victorian state election, you're going to want to drive traffic and get noticed. So I don't necessarily think he wanted all this drama. But, you know, good on them for being like, hey, um, I want to have this, you know, I understand that everyone's sad about the Triple J thing. But here's some music that we're going to be listening to. You know, join in with us. Here's a curated playlist if you want it. But then don't go and call out the people that you supposedly want to represent and then say, like you said about Darren Hayes, what does Darren Hayes know? And this was in the interview. What does Darren Hayes know about Australia? He doesn't even live in Australia. And it's like, calm down. That's like saying, okay, anyone who's been primarily prevalent in Australia and then moves away to another country... You're not Australian anymore, not Australian even though anymore. You have, you're born here. And not that if you're not born here and you have a um, citizenship, you're any less of a person like an Australian but the fact is that in Australia if you're born here you don't need to prove anything besides like your birth certificate and that kind of thing yeah so it's just I don't know but anyway talking about other things I don't know I woke up to some really sad news this morning where five a minimum of five people last time I checked have been killed after like religious celebrations in Ethiopia and this is something that's a bit more close to my religion because it's the orthodox it's kind of like we call it the baptism of Christ and depending on how many like different I think the Russians have like five days Bubba was telling us like my grandmother who's Macedonian she was like saying it's a three-day church event here and all that kind of not here specifically but that's what the Macedonians celebrate but anyway so these poor people were you know celebrating this religious event for themselves and then this in quotation marks, security forces opened fire at them because they were allegedly, and I use that term very lightly because nowhere is it said that they were, shouting like anti-government slogans and trying to rally people against the government because it's so destabilised over there. And so, yeah, Ethiopia is now seeking, like they're thinking again, they're going to seal everything off and, you know, because people are obviously hedging for a reform because of all the corruption and human rights abuse that's been going on. So, and they've just come out of that, I think, the end of last year. So if they declare another state of emergency. And the last time they imprisoned, like, 11,000 people. So what are they going to do this time? Well, the way I see it, if they've gone from imprisoning people to now just opening on, you know, opening yeah. guns on them, you kind of go... What would what would happen, say in Britain or something? So we'll we'll say the UK. What would happen? Oh, we're having a peaceful protest, peaceful officer. Protest. Just letting you know. Sure, no worries, mate. You know, just keep it down. Don't get in anyone's way. But as soon as like this event happened, people have like literally closed. Like the I'll call them. I don't want to call them rioters, but there's a protest now. I don't know if it's peaceful or not. And obviously, you have every right to voice your opinions if your people are being slaughtered, absolutely, and killed. So they're shutting down streets and important like um, government buildings and civil buildings and stuff to just be like, you can't. This is not okay. 
And I mean, what would be happening at embassies? I mean, if you get something like this, say for instance, how, um, I mean, if you get mass protests and... It destabilises and, you know, not that Ethiopia, I don't, not to be rude to Ethiopia, but I don't think they have a big tourist, um, what do you I, call it, a tourism trade anyway. I think they might be on, I know for sure they're on, I'm not, I don't want to say for sure, but I'm pretty certain they're on, at least when the destabilisation happened a couple of years, like from 16 to, oh, 16 to 17, um, it was on one of the blacklisted Australian travel sites. Like, you know how the government will say, these sites, you know, on their website, these are good places to travel, these are unsafer places to travel, these are places that the Australian government does not recommend its citizens travel to. And I mean, and let's, yeah. you look at it, they've got a population of, what, about 100 million? So, you think about it from that, if they're imprisoning 11,000 people, what happens if, say, 20, 30 million people decide to just go, no. Nah, not today. Not today. Obviously, they, don't have, they wouldn't have a large orthodox, you know, but I think it's, if, it, if it's bordering on the edge of shutting down the government again, it's going to affect a lot more people. I mean, what would happen to South Sudan and Somalia? I mean, would, would it carry over and affect them as well? But Somalia's already war-torn... But well, so, in the sense that, could they? Oh, should, could they? Yeah. Could they get support from Somalia or yeah. South Sudan to then move in? And then you've, I mean, because the country's landlocked, as much as there's destabilization going on now. Yeah, if, if you're you, calling in help from warlords, and you're going to shut down ports, and then didn't Ethiopia already have like a food crisis in '93? That was like the year I was born, '92, um, '93. And I remember, not that I'm trying to act like I'm the smartest person in the whole wide world, but for Biomed last year, we had to have a look at like where the most deaths to certain age groups of people were. And in 93, it was in Ethiopia. And the average age of someone in Ethiopia was like two. And because they had the, the food shortages and everything. Yeah, because of the, you know, war, like war-torn country, civil unrest... And because the warlords had everything, they held all the ports, and then therefore they seized all the trade coming in, foods, and they delegated who got to go where, what food got to go where, what supplies got to go where. And so it's just... Yeah, so, I mean... I just thought I'd cover this considering last week we covered Hawaii, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't want to just be like, oh, first world problems, you know, I thought I'd bring some light to... And I mean, it's, it's a big issue because the Ethiopian-Somali conflict's been going on since about 2000. Yeah. So that's nearly 20 years. And, and no one cares. No one can do anything about it. No. So, I mean, you want a government to be able to support the people, but when the, when the government can't, when the people... When corruption, whether it be the yeah. leaders or, you know, the people that are supposed to... What is it? There's the state and there's... A, you know how Federal. like there's the police. You know how there's a state like for Australia. There's the crown, and then there's a state, and then the crown is the royalty, and then the police are there to make sure that there are like boundaries in place so that way the crown cannot impact those governed in a certain way. Like you know how there are specific niches and specific niches have certain powers that they're delegated. So it's just it's yeah. just a shit situation. Very very silly. But yeah, on to more lighter things. Um, Hungry Jacks yeah. is now a sponsor for the Oceanic League of Legends Pro League. Um, I couldn't find anywhere the disclosed amount or the contract itself, but they are the 2018 main sponsor. What do you think about it? Gamers like burgers. We like snacks. They're running apparently a promotion across all Australian stores now saying that you can win tickets to go to the finals or whatever it is. That'd and they're cool. going to send people on a holiday, like all expenses paid holiday. Like you and three friends or you and four friends or whatever it is. So Perhaps it's time to take up League of Legends. I'd, I can't say I'd like it, but you know what? There are like nine teams in this league. Do you know that? And they're hardcore. Yeah. They make like the Call of Duty and the Halo people look in like, you know, like children. I know. Compared to how organised this is. Even so, like StarCraft. Like up there, StarCraft has always been one of the big ones. But the thing is, I didn't even know that the league was like official. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to say that anyone who plays League of Legends ain't that big. But, you know. 
Well, what do you do? It's. I think it's going to be a common thing now because as much as you've got all the, you know, people are promoting the sporting leagues. Yeah. No one has, I think, heavily looked into esports. Now esports starting to come. Red Bull has actually, if yeah. you think about it. Red Bull has. Which is... Monster Energy has, but they're obviously, you know, they're things that, are, you know, cross promoted sort of thing. Yeah. But for like a high food chain, and Hungry Jacks also have like the West Coast Eagles from memory. I think they do a lot of basketball stuff. So. Yeah, it's like it's big money. Yeah. And Especially, imagine that getting into like 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 you said a growing kind of league. Yeah. And then you know they'll be grateful for you to to you for always. But I wonder how much that'll increase the pot, like the winners' pot oh, at the end of the season. Um, so, like I just want to know where the money is going, what their budgeting system is like. I'd like to know the finances well, behind think it. Think of it this way: in twenty sixteen, the prize money was like five million. That was the pool. For League of Legends. League of Legends. In Australia five, or was this... No, this is world, world. This is the World Champions. was five million. How many people are in a team? Is it four? Um, I don't know. I should know this. But you'd think it'd be, what, four to six maybe? Yeah, I thought it, like if it's anything like COD, then it'd be four plus, you know, your trainers and your owners of the companies and stuff. I just think about phase and my personal favourite optic, but there you yeah. do. Because I think the Samsung Galaxy team, they're probably one of the most prolific teams the in League of Japanese Legends. team? Um, if it's Samsung? I think so. They're a Korean mm. f- professional gaming team. Good on them. So they're, they're part of Kespa. And um, they actually had two sister teams called Samsung White and Samsung Blue. Cool. So, yeah, they're um, yeah, very, very, I suppose... Well... It'd be like us going out and taking up heavy cardio at the moment. <laughs> no, <I'd>, no. <laughs> nope. No, I, I would not stand a chance. Talking about nope. Um, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a physicist, but I do have, and you also have, a steady background in chemistry. You're a biochemist. Yeah. I study biochemistry. Um, but anyway, Malcolm Turnbull, who's Australia's Prime Minister... He has, within the last couple of days, come out with this great barrier reef and, in quotation marks, fix. And he's saying that the Great Barrier Reef is alive and resilient and that he is putting $60 million within like, of 18 months' worth of funding to protect the reef from global warming. But the catch here is, is that he's telling people that are suggesting, such as the Queensland government that the reef is in danger and that it's affecting... like that, He's saying to people like the Queensland government that are saying... Because they're out there going, look, anyone who's doing any research, anyone that can help us, anyone that has funding, please. And they put out like a global plea. And now he's coming across the Prime Minister of Australia and criticising them and saying, don't do this because it's impacting tourism. And the tourism of the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, it's our biggest pusher besides sport but in terms of the main thing people want to see in Australia it's the Great Barrier Reef and that pulls in six billion dollars a year so he's said that this money is going to go into the research of crown of thorns fish and they're supposedly the ones that eat coral and they're the ones that damage the reefs and that kind not that they're damaging it's part of the ecosystem but the thing is that they're eating it in such an uncontrolled rate because of the rise of water temperatures and therefore it's a better population growth factor. You get more of these fishes, fish if it's one species of fish. And he's also saying that, you know, I'll also put out incentives to farmers to stop pollution as well. So that's what he's saying. Because you've got the coral bleaching because of the warmer yeah. temperature. So what's he going to do? Ah, look, I'm going to cool the ocean essentially but you're just fixing a symptom of the bigger problem like you're not addressing the issue here not you specifically this guy and see the thing about the the crown of thorn starfish is if you take off one of the the arms just go back it just grows a brand new starfish well he wants people to get on boats and start taking them out of the water that's going to be employing a lot of divers but 
he's saying he's not employing anyone to do this. He wants it to be voluntary. We should save the brief. Um, I mean, I see it as a good concept. All the say you go out, you think about it. If say a thousand people volunteered, and they picked up say a hundred, but he doesn't have this plan. This they, is not what he wants to do. He's not saying people go out there and do it. He's saying, like, look, it's the fish that are the problem. Yeah, we we need, need to stop the fish. We need to fish more. So you need to open up the fisheries to fish more. So it's... You're not fixing anything here, mate. I don't know what he's talking about because I'm pretty sure the stats I saw in chemistry class last... Not last year, the year before. Um, and with the live photos and stuff, like, you're getting more bicarbonate, you know, leaching out of the system and that's going to impact your calcium deposits and that's weakening their shells and you're talking about coral and you know you just this environment ain't right and i'm not trying to get all green pc but this guy's just a bloody idiot and why don't we have anyone like obama in australian politics because you think the fisheries they need to it's it's not something that can be taken lightly because you think of it from an ecological point of view sure you can throw in stuff the money we make from it like If it's making you $6 billion a year, put it back into the reef. Yeah. Well, you think about that, and it's like, if you're targeting only one thing, okay, let's target the crown of thorns. What's it going to do? What's it going to do? Okay, you wipe out the crown of thorns, or you put the population down to a point where the predators then kind of go, uh-oh. But then again, are the predators being... No, they're not talking about anything in an ecological sense. Because you've got puffer fish out there that... Yeah. So what, you just breed more puffer fish and then... you know? And then we've got to deal with that problem. Yeah, like oh, there's carp in the river. There's too many starry puffer fish now. Oh, look, you know, out front, five minutes, puffer just, fish. No I mind. think he's a Muppet, and I think he's just following suit of everyone else and Donald Trump saying global warming ain't a thing. No, it doesn't Even happen. though it's statistically there, and the CSIRO has said, look, mate, these are our facts. So, obviously, the CSIRO and the Queensland, like the Queensland government, they're all stressing out and they've put out a plea saying, look, if anyone can fund research, if anyone has the ability to do research, please look into this for us and help save our reef. Transitioning to also sea matters, but um, this segment is called Mortal, Mortal Under the Sea. Under the Sea. So basically, the Australian and Scot- Australian and Scottish research... CSIRO and some boys from a Scottish university, can't remember which one, um, they've discovered 26 underwater volcanoes. And when I read this, I'm like, wow, this is fascinating because we didn't already know that we're bored of the Pacific Ring of Fire or anything like that, but that's besides the point. But so they found this new network of volcanoes that they estimate date back to 35 million years. So what they did was they got, they used 3D like seismic phonographing and photographing to make a geographical map, essentially. And it's the Earth equivalent of taking a pregnant woman in to get an an ultrasound. So I thought that that was pretty cool. So they found that there are 26 volcanoes, 250 metres like beneath the seabed sediment. They didn't say what specific layer or anything like that. I couldn't find anything, even when I looked into the actual research article off uh, Wiley Online. So technically, because it looks like a sea map of Mordor, would that technically mean that they gave it our Sauronograph? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Burn. But anyway, so I'll leave the link in the description. But it really does look like something Tolkien would have like sketched onto the back of his book. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was really cool. And I definitely don't see the Shire. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, it, this study provided quantitative data on the extent and distribution of ancient submarine volcanic province along the southern Australian margin. There you go. That's pretty cool. Hmm. It's like something you want to get a submarine and go looking. Mm, yeah, till everything explodes. Mm, that's true. That is, you know, not something we need <laughs> at this point in time. No, um, especially with like all the displacement that's happening. Rather yeah. not be on, you know, well, yeah, on I mean, the volcano network. As much but... as we know, like the Galapagos is always in motion. It's always moving. I mean, there's no set point in time. It just completely goes from one side to the next and just keeps rotating and spinning. on that tectonic plate it just keeps going into the ocean so 
what you may see now is not going to be there in how many years. So. But everyone's shifting up. Yes. Yeah. Talking about shifting, uh, Fabio ain't so fab. I, this is what I was laughing about when I was going through the show notes and you were like, oh, what's so funny? I was like, shut up. Don't talk to me now. Saving this for the pod. But I thought you would love this. Um, there's a robot somewhere in Britain. I, I know the name of the store, but I don't have it in my notes. And it was the first cyborg shop assistant. And I want to say was because it was fired. I don't have the information on how long it was employed for or what its severance package was or how much annual or sick leave it accrued. So please don't ask me. But essentially, this dude, his name was Fabio, and he was terminated because he allegedly confused customers. So this poor robot who looks absolutely gorgeous kind of looks like a teeny tiny version of... um, What's the thing from Hero 6? Hero 6 Baymax. It looks like a tiny version of Baymax, actually. actually. But it didn't walk around going, I can't believe it's not barter. No, it went around and he was programmed with directions for hundreds of items. And so, like, if you'd be like, hey, Fab, where's the butter? He would tell you or take you to where the butter is. And he'd have, like, pre-programmed greeting prompts, like, hello, gorgeous. So he'd go up to all the old ladies, the elderly ladies, and be like, hello, gorgeous. And they'd high five and hug and he told jokes to people and essentially I want to find where he is and I want to adopt him, just so you know. Um, but the company has stated that they wanted to do something new and exciting, so they brought this poor robot in. And you know, they thought that he'd be something new, a new frontier, you know, we can experiment, see how the employees we have are going to feel having a robot you know, carry on tasks besides them? Is that going to cause a rift between them? Do I want to say non-living? It's sentient. But like the electronic sentient people or the blood, flesh and bone I think there's going to be people, people who are not going to appreciate being served by animatronics. Well, that's what people said. And they also, when one customer asked him to find help to find the beer, he said, it's in the alcohol section. And I'm thinking, was he wrong? No, 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 he's not wrong. He's on the money. Or, um, or it is on the money. And <laughs> this is scary news, isn't it? So this little dude, he finds it hard. Obviously, if it's really loud, you can't hear what someone's saying to you. So he has a hard time taking in what people are saying so because of the ambient. Yeah. No, the ambient noise is too distracting to you know for him to recognise what people are saying. So that was putting off shoppers and turning off store sales and then basically they decided it's not working out we're happy that the employees weren't unhappy that this robot was there when they start when they decommissioned him employees were actually crying because they like packed him up in a box out in the loading bay and then shipped him off yeah so so they were actually crying and they're like oh at least we know that our employees don't feel bad that or think that they're you know losing their jobs, which isn't what we were trying to do. We're just trying to see if we can limit, um, you know, how some people are like, oh yeah, sometimes I have customer interactions that aren't necessarily the best use of my time, or I wish there was some other way we could help them out so that we, I can do the tasks I need to do. That's why he was brought in. Poor so. Baymax. Yeah, his name's Fabio. Fabio, poor, poor Fabio. He's gone with the butter. So. Yeah. Talking about going, going, gone. Oh, going, going, gone, yeah. Uh, as we all know, everyone like loves tapeworm. Um, <laughs> and it's not the kind of the worms you find in tapes, it's the tape... You find in your greater intestine yeah. worm. Yeah, so uh, just recently there was a, a guy in California who's been eating sushi every single... So, like, okay, raw fish. Go, go for it. Case, eat, eat it every day Yeah, in case want. you don't know what sushi is, it's raw fish. So... Just to put it out there. I but, personally don't eat it for this particular reason. Yeah. So sushi and a tapeworm. Uh, so essentially, this this guy has decided, unbeknownst to him, he's eaten contaminated raw fish with a tapeworm, and decided that he he's decided got to go about to, living his life. Yeah, he decided to just you know one day decide to lay some cable, you know, take the kids to the pool. <laughs> And he felt something wriggling, like, out. It's so funny listening to a guy talk about it, like, the look on your face right now. Now, there's lots of terminology I can put 
in this, but I think I'll keep it relatively... Oh, no, we're marked as an explicit podcast. Oh, cool. So, basically, he felt something move and move out of his yeah. computer. Like, he, he could actually, feel it wriggling against it. But he thought it. that he, he, he actually said... Um, where was it? I felt he felt like his guts were coming yeah, out. He felt That's like what... his intestines were coming yeah. out, and he freaked out. Yeah. And so essentially, he, he he's still going, and yeah. he's still going to the toilet. And then he rocks up to the ER department, and he tells the doctor, and this is a quote from the doctor. He said to the doctor, "I really want to get treated for worms." And the doctor's like, "What are you talking about? You know." Treating him like he's an idiot. And then he goes, watch this. And I sent you the photos. Oh, it's... There's a toilet roll. And this guy wound this. It was one... What is it? It's 1.5 1. 1. metres. 5, 2 metres. But it's 5 foot. And he wrapped it around a toilet roll and he showed it to the doctor. And see, that's... That's the thing that you kind of go, whoa. Because had any of those segments from that tapeworm broken off... You'd have more. There's, you basically grow new tapeworms. So it's just... So he's. you think about it. When you really sit down and think about it, one, has he either eat... Has the the contaminated fish he's eaten, one, contained contain the eggs or... The actual tapeworm itself the in larva, the larvae the, form. Yeah. So it's... It's it's not good because, you know, some adult tapeworms, they can, they can measure... No joke, up to 17 meters. Like, 17 meters. No, but this is, like... This is serious. And in um, all of, like, infectious disease units that I do for biomed and stuff, and especially if you don't get it treated... Like, how much weight did this guy lose? That's what I want to know, because it would be siphoning off all a nutrients. lot of your nutrients. And that's why you constantly feel hungry. And yeah. it's just... No matter and how you're much feeding you're, the worm, not yourself. Feeding, yeah, exactly. And see, the funny thing is, although this is the, the fish one, you get a lot of common cases with pork and beef. Yeah, people so, don't cook things properly, people. Yeah. It's all great, you know, well and good to be like, oh, you know what, I don't want to eat a brick of charcoal. But sometimes, unless you're dealing with prions, because nothing can kill a prion um, that we know in the world, in our world, um, just burn it and yeah. that's it. As much as you want to be like, oh, it's better culinarily if it's rare or on the medium side. In terms of health, just fucking burn it. <sighs> but 17... Like, this was only 1.5 metres. People um, get them huge. Like 10 metres. And sometimes they emerge in other organs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I've seen one where they've come out of people's eyes and people's noses. And they're that long that the tail has come out well, the, of their so mouths. The thing and with that just... one is, there was one case where a guy was hospitalised with, like, I think it was like a 14-metre-long a tapeworm. Yeah. And they co- they they put the guy on an IV, but they coaxed this tapeworm out. Yeah, because they starved him. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's bad. I mean, it just makes you want to go and actually take some... Um, you know, anti I hope he like. I hope he bought all his sushi from the one establishment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because obviously you wouldn't know where, when you got it from. Like you can estimate based on its relative size. You know how long ago you had it. It's you contracted it. Um, but I just wish he hope. I hope that he got all of his sushi from the one place. That way he can be like, bam. And if there's one case of larvae, a ton of other people would have had it, and then you yeah. get yourself a class action lawsuit. But see, I think the thing with the actual milk and tapeworm, that's... That's brutal. It's you, pro- there's not... But a, I, I reckon it's more like a, just, you know, a bit of folklore on that one. I, I don't think it would have actually happened like that. I think it's just... But some... if you're putting someone on an IV, that's got glucose in it. Yeah, so it's more effective. Nothing's going through the digestive tract, though. So this tapeworm is primarily... In the gut. ...thriving... Yeah. Of what's going the, through yeah. the digestive tract. So if you're bypassing that, it's not going to be getting any sustenance. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then my last pre-prepared topic for the day. You know Crocodile Dundee, right? And you know how he had his son, the blonde one. No. Now we have a redneck American. Who's coming in as the movie is going to be called Dundee, the son of a legend, and it's not the son is not the cute one from the original movies, but it's some random American one that he's had around the same time. I don't know who the yeah. mother is. 
around the same time as the other kid. And it is supposed to bring, in quotation marks, the Aussie phenomenon to a new generation. And so there's like a 39-second trailer. And the first 20-something seconds is like these beautiful panoramic shots with this really annoying soundtrack. And then he pulls out a knife. And he's like, this ain't, you know, but in a really fucking bogan American accent. This ain't a knife. This is a knife. This is a knife. And he's holding it with two hands and he's just waving it around like it's a lightsaber or a samurai sword. And I think it's complete and utter garbage. And yeah. So essentially what he could have gone is like, this is in a Ford. This is a Ford. (laughs) So this ain't a pickup. But yeah, apart from that, anything new with you? How's your tennis going? Well, we've been watching all the tennis and we've noticed that the, the level of foot faults has decreased, but the, the level of double faults has increased. So I think definitely taking in the heat, it's, I think the heat is warping the courts. So potentially the, the courts are actually either contracting or expanding during game time. So essentially, with the the court is either larger or smaller. Exactly. So I don't know. Perhaps the court during mid serve <laughs> it may shrink by up to five meters. This is Michael being sarcastic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so I've gone from I think watching the tennis to listening to the tennis to hearing about the tennis at work because everyone's like, oh my god, the tennis. Even though you, who's someone who loves tennis and you watch it year round and you talk to them about it and they'd be like, oh, tennis is a good, not that I'm saying it's a girl sport, it's not. But these people that you work with will be like, oh my god, it's bitch sport. Why are you playing a bitch sport? Yeah, so then people go, oh, you play tennis. Oh, how long have you played tennis? And you say, and then, yeah, like, you were telling me last years. week that people are like, oh my God, tell me everything you know. And you're like, but I, you know, yeah, I know everything. Not that you said I know everything about tennis, but you're like, yeah, coach. And then when they say, oh, tennis is a girl sport. Exactly. It's, you know, both women and men play the sport, you know. That's pretty no, much how it No, but this week they're all like, oh, did you watch this game? Oh. And they want your feedback on oh, it. Did you ever become number one in the world? Obviously not. I mean, maybe, you know, one millionth in the world or something. But, you know, I can hit a ball from one side of the court to the other. so And I can tell people can how to do it. I can drop kick it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's just been really silly. So, you know, suddenly the tennis comes on and everyone wants to... Oh, I'll tell you what. I was all good for it for about three or four days. And I haven't watched it this weekend because I've been kind of reading. But this curious antics i really wish i'd have watched that game especially after everyone was like he's grown up because you know how he was really nice to songa was it no uh was it monfrey or songa that he was playing um his last it was around before the one he was ejected from the tournament last night and they were saying oh you know he's such a you know he's corrected his ways he's not such a you know immature little idiot anymore and as someone posted that pretty much the the level of, I suppose, observation he wanted from his players' box was, was the good. equivalent of, you know, North Koreans staring on the border. So that's what he wanted. So I look at that and I kind of go, mate, Ugh. if you want to just have people stare at you, there's a whole stadium. It, mate, at the end of the day, the players' box is there just to watch you cheer, laugh, sneeze, whatever. But then, but you also have the yeah, you got to hit the ball. Yeah, that's it. But at the end of the day, you have people whose player boxes don't do you know. They just be like you know, quiet clap, or they're not there. Jolly good shot, sweetie. They're not there to help you. No, do you know what I mean? You're there on the court. You're playing. You're enrolled in this tournament. You're registered to play. You are invited. You're seated. You play the game. It's not up to them to save your bloody ass. No, you go out there. Yeah, and I understand it's a high stressful environment. But what are you going to bloody do? Yeah, just go out there, hit the ball. Don't have a crack at people, you know, that aren't playing. Just go out there and at the end of the day, you've only got yourself to blame. At the end of the day, if you can't focus on the task at hand, take up a different sport. I tell you what, maybe he should take up full contact lawn bowls. I mean, either that or, Uh, I don't know, full contact chess. You know, that's some pretty, you know, combative sports. I think he'd go well. I, I just, I don't know, you know... I I don't know. You know what I want to actually watch more of though? The wheelchair tennis. 
that stuff. Those guys look like those guys are, are actually intense. You know what? So. I think that is actually harder than playing. Yeah. You know, full body tennis, just crazy, absolutely crazy. So yeah, now good on them. I think that's more. You know, I'm surprised they aren't showing that. So I want to see. I want to see more wheelchair tennis. But their their um tournament plays after. Yeah, but hopefully they, they get don't. This. They don't put that on anything besides ABC or SBS. Yeah, they should give that the same coverage. Exactly right. So but they do not that I want to say able-bodied, but what do you say, full-bodied, able-bodied? So I mean, well, let's just say wheelchair tennis, wheelchair sports. But there was the guy that they had in the. He's Motor participating ball. in the ANZ ANZ yeah. commercials. For you know the promotions and then for the Fitbit yeah and then he's in the, you're ruining it sorry <laughs> so he's in his you know rolls up to buy some sandwiches and then he's like the ladies told him how much the sandwiches is and it's an outrageous price like five dollars seventy or something like that and he's patted himself down and gone oh crap you know I've left my wallet at home and she's like oh, do you have, do you have a Fitbit, Fitbit? <laughs> and he's like yeah and then he reaches out and taps it and then I immediately googled and I'm like shit does the Commonwealth Bank do this and I found out that it's only the Fitbit Ionic Iconic Ionic yeah. that has that function but, but yeah. the funny thing is about the burgers though um, while on the topic of burgers I think uh, see we, we've stumbled into the the McChicken trap <laughs> in the sense that they bring out a chicken Big Mac okay yep. so in in the context Okay, they've used all. All it's it's a Big Mac. So chicken, but chicken of beef. So I think what they need to do is they need to move the McChicken, and just put the extra chicken patties on the McChicken burger and make it a double McChicken. You can ask for that, but you pay an extra dollar fifty. But if I go and say, okay, I'm going for a big chicken. <laughs> He's a chook. Take He's it a chook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's we've we've compared the two. Compare the pair. I compare dare the pair. you. And. You know, it's it's sort of a case of the McChicken tastes much better than the 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 the, the chicken mac. Do you know why? Doesn't it's have Szechuan dipping the, sauce. Because the mayonnaise accents the chicken better than what you're tasting isn't the chicken. You're tasting the mayonnaise. You're tasting the mayonnaise. So in that case, Not would the they bring out sauce. a vintage mayonnaise McChicken burger? You can actually get they call it a shot. And it comes in, um, you know, those really tiny plastic containers. Yeah. And you can get a shot of Big Mac sauce. You can get a shot of the tartare sauce, and you can get a shot of my chicken sauce. Okay. The Big Mac sauce sells the most. Back when I worked there, eons ago, um, like you can put up to two shots, like because it's a legitimate. It looks like you know the silicon canisters. Yeah. But it's a trigger, so yeah. one shot is one serving. So you got a dipping gun. Except it. Like, you just hold it and you trigger and it, the sauce comes out. Right? It just reminds me of the superhero condiment man. <laughs> Take the... Challenge me. Don't joke. Do you know that how many... Back when I used to work there, how many people ordered the extra Big Mac sauce? The extra shot of Big Mac sauce? And when I worked there, it was like a dollar fifty. Now be two fifty. I don't know how or much tree it is fitty. now. Tree fitty. But yeah, it's the sauce. So all you get... Like, I, if you just tear a bit of, like, the chicken patty off and you eat it, all you get is the heat, yep. the oil, and a bit of, like, a rubbery chew. But it is the sauce that accentuates it. Then why don't they just marinate the chicken in the... Because you can't defry that. <sighs> well, technically De- you can, but you'd have to rebread it or re-crumb it. So you'd have your patty... And you crumb it or whatever it is. Dipping sauce and then it you and then crumb it. Yeah, and you batter it up and you refry it. Well, what about if they had chicken Kievs with the, the the chicken sauce in the, the chicken so you have... That's too much work for McDonald's. And if you're pouring liquids in, like sauces in, that's when you microwave. Boom. So then therefore it won't be like... Let's just say for McDonald's, it's better to be fryer cooked than microwave cooked. So, when you say fryer cook, do you mean that they get a, like a French balding monk that weighs like 180 <laughs> kilograms? No. Um, I'm here to fry the chips. Don't joke. We used to have to know the temperatures of all of that. In Kelvin? No, in degrees Celsius. It's and if you got it wrong, 
If you got it wrong... Fired. You weren't fired. Or fried. But... But anyway, fryer as in like a deep fryer. But there are different ones. There's one for like the chips that's kept separate. And then you put um, all the chicken goes in one and then all the fish goes in a separate one. And you can't put the chicken in the fish because then it'll smell like fish. And even though you're supposed to like change it out every week, not everyone does that. So it, it doesn't happen? No. Hmm. <coughs> Maybe they're in the deep. There is a conspiracy in the deep Ugh. fryer. How deep does the deep fryer go? But look, I've seen the deep fryer rescue a lot of situations. Not that I'm saying it's the best in the world. But I have seen on many occasions people... The way it comes out, it's like it's not even like a real cage. It's just like a little a swingy door. And you have to line them up like they're hash browns and you have to keep them separate and you fling... It's like a little swing over and it, like, keeps them in so that way, while they're in there, they don't float out. A swing fryer. No, no, no. The holder that you put the McChicken patties in... Yes. And then you close it and then you put that cage in the deep fryer, right? Yeah. They're really fidgety. So could I potentially ask someone to put a McChicken burger in the fryer? No. You can do that, but the bun comes out really soggy and it just disintegrates. Trust me, I've seen that done. But anyway, I've seen people, because the cage is so, like, it's so easy to fall off if it's a really, really old cage. I've seen people lift it out and go to put it, like, on the side bench after it's drained and the patties just fly out on the floor. And I've seen people put them back in the fry like in the cage and dump them back in the fryer for like five seconds and then they're like good to eat and I deliberately throw those out and then put it on like another order through. Yeah. I've seen people fired for that. Yeah. Or fried for that. Mmm, yeah. <laughs> 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 contaminating food products. Awesome. So we've gone from deep fries to tapeworms. Yum. Coming, tuning next week when we have deep fried tapeworms. So, what is your reading challenge that we get to annoy you about for next week? Well, let's see. Reading challenge. I'm going to set myself a bit of a shorter challenge. I'm going to try and read another... <laughs> Ten pages. Ch- I'm going to try and read a page. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I'm going to try and I think I've got... I'm going to say a hundred and... I'll say two hundred. But I know it's closer to like one thirty, one forty. But I've got the last quarter, not even quarter, six left of A Quarter of Mist and Fury. And then I have to catch up and read the last book that she's published thus far, Court of Wings and Ruins. So I think I can do that in a week. So, um, but yeah, talking about destroying things, um, at some point, maybe the, the challenge for this month for me is to try and upgrade... See, I play World of Tanks, as you know. And really? I, I it it drives you mental. I was recording... Sorry to interrupt. I was recording Hidden Artifacts yesterday, uh-huh. and that was the advertisement, World of Tanks. Roll out, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, my goal there is to upgrade my Tiger 1 to a Tiger 2, and then upgrade some... What jack- kind of ta- tiger is a white tiger? A white Bengal. tiger. Bengal. Bengal? No, 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 it's, 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 it's a heavy... It's a heavy World War Two tank. So it goes tank, 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 tank. There's no fish in it. Because, you know, that way it would be... Are there snails in a tank? No snails in a Snake tank. Snake in a tank? No. But, you know, as long as I've got the... Crab, world... Hermit crabs in a tank? No, but as long as the... You know, as long as I'm on a roll, you know, I'm on track. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. What? So, yeah. But uh, I probably won't even get, get around to... It, oh, you got so. work in the next ninety minutes, so, so yeah, no more, no, no more gaming. So yeah, woohoo! Well, that's it for me. You got anything else? Um, no, it's just if you all have um daddy long legs or harvestmen uh, in your house, it's probably good to keep them laying no, around. No, get rid of everything. No, no. If you see a spider in your house, burn down your house and move. Yeah, like some guy decided to do with a with a blowtorch. Um, I would do it. He he lit his mattress on fire because he I tried to kill the spider, and he burnt if, the house look, down. Look, if a bug has been on my mattress, it's got to go. I can't live like that anymore. Just poor poor arachnids. T- no, I'm the poor person. <laughs> I'm the poor person who has to deal with that. There's a book for you, <laughs> A Thousand and One Ways to Kill an Arachnid. Uh, you know how you were like, oh, where's Phil? 
Is Phil dead? Do you know what I did? Oh, no. I found that mini water gun. Oh, and I was no. in the shell where and, I knew I was safe. And, and I loaded Phil. it. And then, because it was in the high corner. Hi. I couldn't reach. And I didn't want to draw attention to you. So I, like, shot him down. And then I, like, went... But you see my... how you got rid of Phil and then the heavy support Look, rocked up? actually, no. The heavy... The, that, 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 no, that wasn't a spider. That was a menace. So someone... So basically what you're saying is an arachnid rocked up with a trailer and went, here, fun party for everyone. You don't understand. I don't like... Whatever that is, it has no place in my world, okay? I'm not about that life. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. The spider died. Is no more. Kind of like this podcast. So, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or topics or queries you want to make, you can contact us individually or the show itself. I'll have all of our social medias in the episode notes for you. Yes. So, thank you very, very much for tuning in. As always, we apologise if we offended anyone in whatever we have said or done in our comments. That wasn't our um, intent. And uh, for those of you who like trains, feel free to climb on board as we take this uh, Get this journey. party started. Get this party started, yeah. So. <laughs> I have that song I know. stuck in my head. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Da-da-da. Da-da-da.